Right on, Kate. Uh, go ahead and tell your story. Sure. Okay. So I'm gonna try and tell you it as I'm, I'm at, like as I'm remembering it. So okay. I remember I was in the car and my sister was in the car and we were getting dropped off at one of her friends' birthday parties. So I was about six, five or six, and my sister was about six or seven. My sister hates it whenever I would come with her to these parties or pretty much anywhere because my family had her dragging me around everywhere, and she hated it. So I had to come to her birthday party. I didn't know anyone, and I remember I would just stand there a little bit. It was just a couple minutes, so I was just so shy, and I didn't know anyone, and I really 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 didn't want to ruin my sister's birthday party or my sister's friend's birthday party so I think some of the kids noticed that I was a little bit shy at least a little bit and they came up to me and they're like hey do you want to go ahead and play in the pool uh it's going to be a lot of fun and they have the shallow end so it's okay if you don't know how to swim and I didn't know how to swim actually but there were so many adults around that I felt that I would be safe um but I wasn't really so I had gone into the pool and I was swimming with all the other kids and eventually they had gotten out of the pool and I didn't even realize I was just kind of crudely swimming around and I probably looked absolutely ridiculous because I would bounce one foot off of the bottom of the pool just to kind of move, and my arms are pretty much just flapping around. Um, <laughs> so I can move forward, and my, my legs behind me was like, I don't know what it was doing. It was like a, a, a like a tail of a boat, like moving me in a direction. So I bounced my foot off of the bottom of the pool to move. And there was a point where I was like, hey, I, I can do this. Like, I can swim. I can do this, like, no problem. So I tried swimming without my foot at the bottom of the pool. Um, as I was swimming, I took my foot, and I went to reach for the bottom of the, of the pool because I noticed I uh, actually wasn't very good at, at this. And I noticed that the bottom of the pool was a lot further from me. Actually, it was at my tippy toes, and the feeling kind of set in that, oh no, I'm in trouble and I don't think anybody knows. <laughs> so I thought about kind of calling out for help, but the water was pretty much already at my mouth. And I would call out, but the water would, would fill me, would fill my mouth. And um, I'm like, okay, I can't do this. I can't call out for help to focus on breathing. Just focus on staying above the water until somebody notices you. So I would get deeper and deeper because there was a tilt at the pool and it would go into a, a deeper water. And I didn't know that. This is actually one of the first times I was in the pool. So every single time I would sink down and reach the bottom, I would kick off and try to come up for air. And it like actually gotten to a point where it was starting to get a while before I could reach the surface for a breath of air. Um, 
and I just remember I had to open my eyes so I would know when I reached the, the top. And I could hear the party above me. Just sorry. You're fine. Keep going. Do you need a minute? We can take a minute if you want. No, I'm fine. Okay. <laughs> I'm totally cool. All right, no worries. But, <clears throat> but I could hear like all the parents walking around. I could almost see just the colors of their shirts as the water rippled above me. And as I was in the middle, like I bounced off from the bottom and I was at the deepest part of the pool. And then I was midway to the to the air and every single time I would, would sink down, it's like I would lose more air. I didn't have enough time. So I really needed this breath of air. And then I noticed something grabbed my ankles. And I thought it was just another kid in the pool who was trying to play. And they probably didn't know that I didn't know how to swim. And um, I was just flapping my legs. And I looked down to see who this kid was. But it wasn't a kid. It wasn't like a person. Sorry. <laughs> You're all right. You don't have to apologize. Just uh, take it at your own pace, and if you need a minute, we can always I know stop. I don't get like emotional, but I guess because I'm I'm saying it out loud, it's sort of it's tough. Back. That's that's fair. Yeah, Who keeping my cool? Okay, <laughs> but I looked down, and it wasn't a person. It was like if you have you ever seen those videos of when someone sprays. That like the blackest paint on something, and you can see like not really any other shadow, but you can see a little bit of light on them, kind of molding to a little bit of what their body looks like. So it was like pitch black, and their hands were gripped tightly onto my ankles. Um, but the one thing that sticks in my mind is its smile, because its smile was so unhuman. It looked like the crescent moon. It was just huge, and I don't remember it having eyes, to be honest, but I don't know if that's because the only thing I, I remember was the smile. Um, at that point, I completely forgot that I needed air, and I just screamed. And it all went black, but I think for even a moment, I do remember hearing the water splash above me. But... I'm pretty sure, like, right after that, I didn't remember anything at all. The next thing I know is that I was on the concrete right next to the pool. And my sister, she says that she was the one who pulled me out of the pool. And she says that she was waiting for an adult to notice. Like, she noticed I was having problems. But she figured, like, oh, an adult will help her. You know, someone, someone was watching the pool, right? Like, that's just what the adults do. But when I didn't come up again, she jumped in and grabbed me and pulled me out. Well, she uh, she says that with like an adult, like she took me to the edge, but an adult pulled us out of the pool. And then that's all that I remember. I didn't mean to get emotional. I don't know why that happened, but... <laughs> that's fine. Yeah. Did... So... How, how let's start with this. How old were you when this happened? I was five or six. Five or six. You remember it pretty yeah. well. Have you ever seen like anything like this before? 
right there. Have I ever seen anything like this before? Um, or after? At that point, no. Not like solid. Not that solid. Not where I could feel them clinging onto my hand, like onto my ankle. Because um, you could feel, it felt like a person, but like with a really strong grip was holding on to my ankle. And I didn't know why. So I know I haven't experienced like anything like that before at that time. So, yeah. <laughs> That's really dark. Have you ever been to that house before this happened? Is... No, that that actually it was like an apartment complex, and behind it was like a a single pool. Like there was a road that would lead next to it, and I remember looking like, oh, I'm like oh my gosh, there's a pool! Like this is gonna be fun. I was like, you know, a little kid excited about a, like right. about a pool and a party, and of course cake. But it was an apartment complex, and then right next to it was another comp like apartment complex. It was like a two-story apartment complex. That's what I remember. So tell me, tell me details about the the figure in the water. Um, mm -hmm. Big smile, kind of inhuman. Yeah, very not yeah. what a person could make. It was very. Something was wrong with that smile. Like something was very wrong. Did it have eyes? Uh, I don't remember them having eyes. I think it was. I. It might have had eyes, but to be honest, I, it's just the smile that kind of stuck with me, and like how dark it was and how tight the grip was. That's what I remember, and what it looks like. But I think maybe over time, I don't remember there being any eyes. Did anybody else see it? Has anyone else talked about it? No, no. I asked my sister eventually, like, did you see anything in the water um, when you had come and gotten me? And she said no. That's that's different. I haven't heard of anything like this before outside of... We hear about shadow people and all that kind of stuff, but no one's ever been touched, grabbed, yeah, or something like that. This terrified me when I saw it. I remember, like, I can never see it in the pool. <laughs> like, I I remember in, in high school, I had to take this class, and it was like a swimming class, and I didn't take it because even though there were people around, I didn't know. <laughs> so, I just failed that portion pretty much. <laughs> so I'm kind of I'm kind of getting memories from an episode we did previously. I don't know if Stackhouse remembers, but. Yeah, uh, episode three. There was a man who had a very similar experience at a very young age. Um, but my my question to you is, do you remember like your internal thoughts, feelings about this whole situation, or was it just like nothing but a struggle? Um, just to breathe is what I remember. I and I I do remember like like it's so weird when you don't know how to swim. And you're surrounded by water and you're sinking and then you reach the bottom and then you're like, I hope I can reach the top. You know, I hope I'm not tired yet. Yeah. And it's that very, happened. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's like a very but chaotic I, feeling. Like you're, yeah, you're it was out of control. Chaotic. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, it was, it was very strange and, and weird because I thought it was a kid. And it wasn't, 
and I was alone in the water, and nobody knew I was down there. So. Yeah. And nobody could hear me if I screamed. I remember thinking that. But I did anyway. So with with the, the creature's facial features, do you remember the structure, or is it just, like, black at all? It was just, like, a normal human head, maybe a little bit bigger than that. A little bit bigger? A li- Just a little bit. A little bit bigger and, and more like a, a, a roundish circle because of its mouth. Mm-hmm. And then the mouth took up nearly half the entire face. Or even maybe the tips of it took even a little bit more. It was just so, such a huge smile. It just sticks with me. And then there was, its arms were thin. And it kind of headed out, outward. His elbows were outward. And he had a very thin torso. I don't even remember him having a lower part. I think he was at the bottom of the pool. Mm-hmm. And then, but yeah, I remember his torso and I remember his arms were very thin. And then he had these huge long fingers. Um, but his hands were not small <laughs> compared to his, how thin his arms were. But his, his fingers were very long. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to paint a picture in my head of, of what you may have saw and what comes to mind, like the similar body structure of the picture that kid showed us when he saw the Wendigo, was it? The Skinwalker in Oregon. Um, the only real difference from what you're describing is the skin pigment. Is the, is the skin of the, of it? The pigment so you're you're describing black and what the image was was a, a yeah really bright tan or a white right no his skin color was just black like if you paint skin with the blackest paint like the darkest black paint that's what it looks like you could see a little itty bitsy bit of light on top of it yeah there's um so we had a guy on way back probably october um he told us about his are you familiar with skinwalkers um no i'm not um skinwalkers are much like what's known exactly about them is very mysterious they're considered to be these like shape-shifting creatures can i i know you wanted to stay anonymous but um can i ask you where this happened this happened in Illinois. Illinois? I mean, yeah. so skinwalkers are generally in Native American areas, because that's, that's what little we do know about them, is that they appear. But what you're describing is very similar to this guy we had on. His encounter was very similar to what you're describing, and it's really, I guess, spot on, except for... Let me see if I can pull up a picture of it. The the viewers will have a photo of it on on screen, but let me pull it up here so I can describe it better to you. It's absolutely freaky. Um, skinwalkers are since they're shapeshifters, people describe them as animals and also these demented humanoid beings that just don't look right. And it sounds very similar to what he saw. So let me go to our photos here. Scroll all the way back. Really far back. I know I'll find it in here. There it is. It's uh, 
very tall. His in this particular situation, this one didn't have arms, but mm -hmm. it's just like he said it was like almost ten feet tall. It was in a for I think he was in like a forest region, like woods, and mm -hmm. he said ten feet tall, real slender, like had little yellow eyes, um, no facial features, just basically a black shadow. But the other skinwalker that we had on yellow, yeah, there little was eyes, little little like, yellow eyes. Like like tiny eyes. Yeah. Um, the other Skinwalker yeah. one did have arms, but he said that like its arms were bending the wrong way and a bunch of weird... Yeah, like... Everything when it comes to Skinwalkers is very demented. It's all very dark. And that's why, actually, mm -hmm. we've had a lot of people pull out of the show because they said that whenever they would talk about this stuff openly, uh, things would get worse. So I've had multiple people pull out of the show for that, like, last minute, but... Um, I don't. I don't know if I can class. Okay, I, I completely changed states. <laughs> yeah, you're you're, you're, you're probably fine. That they possibly could from those other ones that I lived in. Yeah, they. Um, I don't know if this is really matching a skinwalker though, man. I've never heard about any of them in water, or I. I just don't think it matches a hundred percent. I just think it. I think it looks yeah. similar to what Ziad saw from that episode, but I don't think it's the same thing. Yeah, I have no idea what it was. And I still don't know what it was. I just know it was, like, trying to keep me underwater for some reason. And it enjoyed it. It enjoyed seeing me see what it was. So what, that was pretty terrifying. <laughs> what I'm kind of thinking is, um, I mean, if you want to put it in a category of type of experience, because... There's like, there's UFOs, there's aliens kind of grouped together. Cryptids, which would be skinwalkers, you know, shit like that. And then there's paranormal stuff. I kind of group in the sleep paralysis along with like poltergeists, or in your case, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it the label of a reaper because the similarities of the story that we had before. Yeah. But, or like a a malevolent spirit, maybe. Yeah, it was, it was definitely nothing that was that could have possibly had any good inside of it. Can I ask you, like, what what do you think it was, or because, like, obviously, its intentions were clear. We don't want to go so far to say, but. What what do you think it was like just based on? Honestly, I I, I don't even really look anything up. Mm -hmm. I just have these experiences, but I don't look them up because I don't like to be influenced by what other people say. Because of you know, I'm just I just like to keep it how I exactly how I remember it. Yeah. And so I don't really look anything up or try to study anything. I just things that happen, and I would just, you know, remember them. And then I finally started writing them down. So that, I have no idea what it could possibly be, but it wasn't anything good. That's what I know it wasn't. It, I don't even know if it was ever really human, to be honest. I, don't, mm -hmm. I have no idea. I don't even know if it was just mocking us. You one, know, one mocking. Thing, um... That is very common with the paranormal type situations 
is it is always not always but very frequently it is children who experience this kind of stuff and once they hit the age range yeah. of like age range of like 10 11 12 that's kind of when things stop happening um really yeah yeah i remember i was having all sorts of experiences and but my family said you know yeah but yeah so when i was little i'd have all of these experiences and i would just kind of remember them like put them away you know remember them don't talk about it because that's what my family told me like just don't talk about it nobody will understand um but it didn't stop it just kept going and it just got worse and i remember when um 19 i'm like listen like there's things that are happening my dad's like well i know it's everybody in the family has this and you just have to kind of live with it and nobody can't really talk about it or people are going to think you're crazy (laughs) so i didn't really talk about it that much um but i remember when i was 20 or 21 um yeah I almost died because I made a little mistake (laughs) so it didn't really end I think when I eventually was able to turn it off but it went away it went away in a second yeah so um a very a very common thing that people um are told especially by family members is you don't talk about these kinds of things because people are going to assume you're crazy they, mm-hmm. they don't like to listen to um, everyone's side of the story. Very common. Mm-hmm. It, because it's unknown or it's unnatural, like, it, it, people don't want to believe it because they have their own eyes. The same thing goes, oh, I saw, I saw a UFO. I don't think UFOs are real because I've never seen one to the same logic. Yeah. Like, I mean, for my parents, or my dad on his side, he would be very open. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> he would be very... <laughs> he would be very open about everything. And he only kind of opened up after my sister and I opened up. That's when he started actually talking about things. And, you know, he's like, you can come to me. You can talk to me about it. But you can't really talk to other people about it. Um, you can talk to your family about it, your uncles, but you can't talk about this to other people. Um, but yeah. Yeah, now we've had a lot of people that have come on and said that it's the same thing, that they don't, they don't talk about it. And I think that's a problem because people are seeing something. And like, I understand the whole argument that we didn't really understand what you saw, but... Too many people are seeing stuff like this, and it just can't all be, I saw something and interpreted whatever it was wrong. There's there's just no way. Yeah. And then, go ahead. I'm sorry, but I did eventually think that I was just crazy. Um, I mean, even though things would kind of move around the house or other people would experience things, for some reason, I'm just like, listen... This has been going on for a really long time. I just need to figure out, am I crazy? Or is it true that my dad thinks that I have some kind of, I don't know what it is, 
but these things would keep coming. And um, I remember I voluntarily stayed for about one week in a ward. And they came to, and this is actually after the near-death experience when I was 20 or 21, um, because I thought, you know, everything that happened that year was insane, and I must be crazy. And my boyfriend, he did have experiences as well, but I thought maybe it was just like we were, you know, going through an experience, and for some reason, by sharing it with each other, we started seeing things you know, something like that, like that, I had to explain something. So I stayed in the ward for a week, and I said that there wasn't anything. I wasn't real. there was, like, the only thing that they said that I could have had was PTSD, and that was it. They said there, there wasn't anything else, and I was good to go. So it helps, but it doesn't. <laughs> It doesn't explain anything, and I don't need an explanation for anything, but I need to kind of understand, you know? I don't know if that makes any sense. <laughs> no, no, no that, that, that makes sense. We had, what was her name? I can't remember her name. We had, a, we had a woman on last week that told us about a story where she was... A child and had a childhood friend and they were having a play date or sleepover or whatever and middle of the day her friend saw something it made her freak out and when her friend freaked out um you know they her parents came and picked her up and she didn't see her again and years later she found out that her friend was actually spent a lot of time in, in psychiatric units um or spent some mm -hmm time in psychiatric units and she told us while she was on with us that the, the day that she freaked out and she was talking about what she saw she had also seen the same thing in the house but um had never mentioned it so yeah she also never mentioned it back to her friend because her friend did have very real psychiatric issues um, yeah. However, it doesn't mean that what she saw that day where she freaked out at her friend's house wasn't real. Yeah, it's almost uh, like you need someone else to see it, to, right. to say it was real. And even then, you, you don't know, was it really real? And and I'm always, I always want to be very careful when we talk about mental health on the show for a variety yeah. of reasons. And she told us that she never said anything to this friend because this friend spent all of these years working towards improving her, you know, getting the medications, getting the help she needed to fix her mental state um, because she did have very real psychiatric issues. I, did she say she was schizophrenic, I think, or something yeah. along those, like a very serious actual, actually had some issues and she didn't want to go to her friend and say, hey, what we saw when we were kids was real, you know, like, it's, yeah, it's not yeah, in your head because that could, right, it could destroy all the progress that she's made over the years. So um, it's very well one of those things, but it sounds like you have zero history of mental health whatsoever. Yeah, and... I've tried. I've really tried. Um, it's weird if you want to try and, and explain it off as, oh, I'm, I'm crazy. Like, finally something explains it. And I, it's like my sister, she's 
bipolar. Um, and she also had, my dad told me that she has a little bit of schizophrenia. So that's when I started like, okay, I need to go and figure out, do I have anything? And I would go to like therapists and then eventually I went to the ward for a week and everyone just nothing, nothing. They just said, oh, have you been abused as a child or do you, you just have PTSD and things like that. And it's just, I'm like, I'm like, you know, (laughs) at least give me, like, if I was crazy, at least I was not, well, I don't like to say crazy because they're not, they're just trying to live. But to have medicine, to have it all go away, you know, to just, like, I could, I would be able to just, you know, live like everybody else, like, when I was 19, I found out none of this happens to other people. So it just, I'm like, why, why did it happen? You know, why can't it stop? <laughs> so yeah, I, I tried to see if there was anything that could possibly say that there was a reason behind it, but nothing. So one very important thing to say is like, there's there's no actual science like there's nothing that backs this up so i I can't say that you're gonna ever figure out exactly what's going on yeah but i mean there comes a point in your life where you gotta learn how to live with your yeah it's just i mean eventually i learned like i can turn it off it's like a light switch but it's like everybody's in the dark and they don't know that a room can have a light on. And all of a sudden when I notice through the walls of people talking that all of a sudden everyone else's room is dark, it's like a light switch appears. And I'm like, okay, I can maybe turn this off. And then eventually over time of just practicing, it would just, I could turn it off. And I think that's something that also explained to me that you can't just, if I did have, something i can't just turn it off you know and make Mm -hmm. it go away for like years and like i'm fine for years and then all of a sudden something like it opens you know it turns on but for years it just turns off it's like even in a second just turn it off you know and nothing happens it's all gone nothing's there you know and then turn it back on all of a sudden and then you know it's there (laughs) these are the kind of things that like let's let's say without a doubt for a fact that this is 110 percent paranormal and you have like this this connection right it's something you got to live with you can't just can't toss it out the window yeah um you're not going to get answers you know but Mm -hmm. That doesn't necessarily mean like it's going to be a bad thing because there are certain things that a lot of people like if you just want to take a a generic experience i had a experience when i was teens with sleep paralysis and i saw what was the night hag which normally would be a very scary thing but when you're aware that this is not gonna this is not gonna hurt you it suddenly becomes a lot yeah, I remember when I was like 12 or 13, no, I was 11 to 12, and I lived in, uh, my house was haunted at the time, um, totally different thing, 
I'm not going to go into it, but I remember my dad said, they're more scared of you than, you know, you are of them. You know, if you're polite, they'll be polite to you. Mm. We would just try to, even if things were like happening in the kitchen, we would just try to live a normal life and like, oh, you know, something fell off the counter in the kitchen or... Oh, hey, did you hear those footsteps in the hallway or something like that? Or the footprints under the door? It's like, yeah, whatever, that happened yesterday, too. <laughs> I mean, it was so common, and everybody experienced it. It was just a part of the house at that point. Yeah. So, so it, it just became like, don't be scared and things like that. But then I never had anything touch me, like my ankles, and I think that's what terrified me. That's what made me scream because yeah, it, it, I felt it. <laughs> It was a very physical, very real thing for you. So, of course, yeah. it's going to be like terrifying. Mm -hmm. Give me just a sec. Yeah. Um, sorry about that. No, you're all good. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Our friend offered if, if we wanted a drink from the gas station. I already got my Arizona tea. Yeah, also sorry to the viewers that just got, you know, absolutely destroyed with their ears from the Facebook Messenger notification because that went through the computer. Um, my bad. Should, you know, <laughs> really, really remember to close that out. But uh, I, I keep forgetting. That. Yeah, it's it's coming through our headsets. But so, so yeah. While I'm talking, you just have hundreds of messages coming through your Facebook? No, it was just, it was just <laughs> one this one time. I just forgot that I had the tab open. Um... It's it got buried in with all as we as we film episodes and we talk about this stuff. I always look up lore behind this kind of stuff, and I have tabs open right now with stuff. And and Facebook was buried in the mix of tabs, but um, I think totally fine. that I had an alarm go off and my dog barked, so you're fine. <laughs> I, I think it was. I think what's really important to touch on too is that it. You know, it's. I think it was very a very good idea that you s sought psychiatric help after questioning yourself because yeah, I, I, you did something <laughs> right some like, something and you know that's that's great that they say that you know you don't have any psychiatric problems and it really makes me wonder what you saw that day it really does you know and and yeah. i always hear about people too and you said that your boyfriend experienced things too as you got older yeah he did um we lived, I'm not going to tell you the whole story, but yeah, we That's lived fine. in an apartment. And I remember, actually before that apartment, he had a problem when I first met him. And the first, okay, so the first time he held my hand was, okay, this is sad, but um, it was because there was a woman who was standing behind him and she kept standing behind him. And I, and I finally, it had, you know, she'd come around so often. I, I took his hand. I'm like, have you ever felt like someone was around sometimes? Or something like that. And I started to describe what the woman looked like. And he he noticed that what I described was like the picture of a ghost that he had from his dorm. And that, like, that's when he took his, his hand, like, he thought like this ghost had followed him from China because they were playing around in the dorm and one of our friends was taking pictures like, Oh, ha ha ha. They come out. Ha ha ha. And stuff like that. And 
snapped this random picture of my boyfriend on the phone and started sitting up, you know, laughing, and there was a girl underneath the bed. What? Um, oh, yeah. dude. I, I asked him, like, do you have the picture? I saw the picture before, but he he says that he wasn't able, like, he's not even in contact with his friend anymore from the dorms. And, but if I do find you, I'll definitely send it to you guys, okay? Yeah, that'd, um, that'd be cool. Yeah, I'll try. Okay, there's a, there's a couple of photos that I'm trying to find. Um, but yeah, that one, I'll go ahead and try to show it to you. It's pretty creepy. Um, because there was just, you could really make out the face from underneath the bed. Like, it was definitely a girl. Um, but it looked like at the grudge, almost. <laughs> but, yeah. Creepy. Um, and then he also said, later on he opened, like a week or two later, because I ended up moving in with him, because um, my stepmom, I scared her on accident, um, didn't mean to, but his, I ended up staying with my boyfriend and he started, he said, you know, I had this experience once and I said, yeah, go ahead and talk about it. And he's like, um, this might sound crazy, but there's a lady in the apartment and she was completely blue. Like she was just this light blue, but you could see it was this lady and he was laying in his bed. And at the time, he had just moved there, so he didn't build the bed yet. He was laying on the floor, um, on the mattress, and he w- would wake up, like, blink his eyes open at night, because I think he probably, like, felt like something was there. So he opened his eyes, and, like, he would see this woman on all fours crawling towards him. And she was on the floor, and he was on the floor, and he would just, he was so sleepy, he would just fall back to sleep and open his eyes and she'd be closer but he eventually did just roll over and fall asleep he's weird like that i don't know how he can do that <laughs> i i but, couldn't do that uh, i know me neither that's the um that's basically what happened with my night hag experience where it was like on top of my chest and i was like oh i know what you are all right i'm going back to bed yeah very like it's just you can picture like a, a, I don't want to call it a zombie because that feels really cliche, but rotted flesh on the face, and you just like, you wake up and that's what you see, and you're just like, the fuck are you? It's like, I, <laughs> yeah, it's like I don't have time for this. Like I'm, I'm sleepy, man. Like I don't have time for this. Like if your friend calls you and you're just like, mm, yeah, but I just woke up, like, and I'm going back to sleep. I'm just gonna it's, pretend like I didn't see this call, or something like, like that. Seven in the morning. I'm a. 17 year old pothead and i just went to sleep like three hours ago like why <laughs> why are you here i don't have time for you i'm going back to bed man yeah like i don't have time for this <laughs> like complete bs like get on my schedule bro like exactly. come on <laughs> but yeah but oh yeah did you still want to hear about the apartment or no like it's okay if you don't no no keep like, going um so we, I was 20 or 21, and I lived in this apartment. I'm not going to tell the whole story. Okay. Oh, my. Uh, it's okay. I'll tell you what my boyfriend just messaged me. He didn't want to talk because, or you can talk. Okay. He didn't want to talk because he doesn't want to, you know, ruin this podcast <laughs> by having, like, both of us talk. So, anyway, we were in the apartment, and... I had bought him a cross because his dad and his mom kind of would take him to a church or a cathedral, which was on a hill. And 
And um, I bought him this just to kind of remind him, like, how much his parents love him. And his parents lived in, you know, another country at the time. So I wanted him to remember his parents. And for him, that gets usually so important. <clears throat> so I'm like, oh, yeah, I don't, you know, I'll go ahead and buy this and I'll put this on the wall. But every morning it would be off the wall. It would be on the floor, like right underneath it. Just that cross. And I didn't under, like, understand it. So just put it back up. I'm like, oh, old apartment, ha, 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 you know. That kind of like explain it away, you know, it's settling or it's the person who's walking upstairs or something like that, um, that moved the wall and the cross fell off or some kind of weird thing. And then in the middle of the night I would wake up and I would be I remember one night I was thirsty and I walked into the kitchen and there was I opened the refrigerator and when I closed the refrigerator all the cabinet doors were open. And then in front of me was the bedroom door leading to where my boyfriend was sleeping. And then to my right was pretty much the living room. And I noticed something at the corner of my eye, but it looked just like me, like, just like me. <laughs> I know it's strange, but it looked like me, but in my other pajamas that I used to wear, like, but at that night I wasn't wearing those pajamas. And I thought it was an intruder. I'm like, maybe someone who looks like me but was like intruder, like breaking in or something. Um, but they were just standing there, almost slept, like slunched over. And it started like slowly walking, but its back was like hunched a little bit and its neck was down, almost like it was like didn't want to lift its head. But as it walked like right in front of me, I tried to look at the face. I'm like, okay, if I can remember the face of this person, I can tell the police. And, I'll, you know, if they if they manage to get out of here, um, I'll go ahead and tell the police exactly what they look like. And But when I looked at the face, it didn't have a face. It was just skin, like nothing, like no crevice, no nose, no mouth, no eyes. It was just skin with, like, my hair and my clothes on. And just kind of slowly walked into the bedroom where my boyfriend was sleeping, turned the corner. And just, I went in there and I looked under the bed, I looked in the closet, I looked under the desk, I tried to see if the windows were unlocked or anything, and I didn't find anyone. But I fell asleep with a knife that night because I didn't want, my boyfriend didn't know and I didn't want to scare him. But, like, no. <laughs> I didn't want an intruder to come in and kill him in his sleep or something, or me or both of us. So I just kind of didn't really tell him. And a few days later, he's like, can you um, can you come with me around the house? Like, I don't want to walk around the house by myself anymore at night. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, why? And I didn't want to tell him yet why. You know, even I was a little bit creeped out about the apartment. And he's like, well, I'm like, do you see shadows? And he's like, yeah. I see them around my face sometimes when I'm walking or when I look in the mirror. It's just like a shadowy mass, like a cloud, like a black cloud that would be around his face. And I I told him, like, it's okay. I see them too sometimes in this apartment. Um, don't be scared. Don't get upset. Don't yell at them. Like, just try to be polite and just live a normal life and don't get scared. Don't get upset. Um, and, you know like just 
be strong because any form of little weakness, whatever that was, it would it would use that weakness. And um, we didn't win <laughs> against it in the end. We didn't win against it in the end. Um, yeah, I ended up in the hospital and it was pretty bad. <laughs> and my sister, when she came over one time, as for speaking to, about other people's experiences, my sister came over to the apartment and we were, I was getting some tea ready and I some snacks, you know, as you would for like someone who comes over, you know, and it was my sister, you know, I haven't seen her for a while. So she was on the sofa and she was like, um, cause I did tell my dad about the cross falling off the wall and I thought it was a little bit weird if he could just like, you know, but my sister's like, oh, <laughs> what if it's a demon? Like, that would be so funny or something like that. And she's like this nervous person. Like, if she's nervous, she's going to make a joke. It doesn't matter how bad it is. <laughs> and so she's just going to laugh about it. And um, the cross fell off the wall. And I look around and I'm like, oh, don't worry. It's just the house settling or it's the person walking upstairs. Or something. I don't want to scare her. And at that point, we were having a lot of strange things happen in the house that we could see with our eyes. So I would put the wall back, the cross back on the wall, and then she made another joke. And the cross fell off again. And I put it back on the wall. And I'm like, maybe just don't make those jokes again. And I walked back into the kitchen. It was like an open kitchen that you could see right into the living room. I started making, finishing making the tea. And my sister, she makes another joke. And I look back at her. And right then, like not even a second after I look back at her, she has this crucifix that my dad, no, sorry, that my uncle gave to her. It was like this steel chain crucifix. Um, it was all metal and it was like, a, my uncle boasted that it was like this really strong metal um, and that it would never break. But when I looked back, she had her hands on her lap and she was looking at me, you know, she made a joke, so of course, but then, like, her necklace broke and landed in the palm of her hands, and she never came back to the apartment again. So, yeah, that's a little bit about the apartment. <laughs> that, so, when we talk about demonic stuff on here, which we very rarely do, uh, yeah. a lot of the time, I always say that there's like really dark things that people experience and then there's the over what's the word for it over commercialization of the word demonic demons because you know all these there's all these ghost shows and stuff where everything's like oh it's demonic this sounds demonic you know that i'm hearing a lot of these things that you're talking about is very weird because there's a lot of there's mimicry which is yeah. the thing that appeared as you. Oh my gosh. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um. Sorry. I didn't mean to do that, but like. I'm in a full lighted like, studio. Oh my gosh moment. <laughs> and I just um, like, you made me jump. I'm sorry. Loud. You're all right. You, you probably have surround sound. You're just like, voices everywhere. <laughs> They're freaking me out. <laughs> but, um, I lived when I was 12 or 13. I'm going to kind of make this story really short. Okay. I was 12 or 13. I lived in a house on a hill before it kind of dropped off. There's another hill and there's a forest. And 
I remember my I I had a friend in middle school and um this actually put a little bit of a damper on our relationship like our friendship mm-hmm. and it was because she saw me in the forest and I used to hang out in the forest you know um so I used to hang out in the forest and I would walk up there before I would go to my house but that time I don't think I even did I don't, I don't think I was even in the forest um but my friends like I came to school my friends like hey Kate, like, I was calling you in the forest. Why didn't you turn around? Like, why didn't you say hi or anything like that? Because for some reason, kids were really scared of the forest. I don't really, for some reason, people were just scared of the forest on the hill. And I'm like, oh, well, if I heard you, I would have turned around or something. Um, she was like, no, you didn't turn around. You just kept walking, like, right up the hill. Like, like there was nobody around you. She was like, you just kept walking like the same pace. She was like, why do you just turn around and say hi? I think she was actually upset because it scared her. And it wasn't, I mean, now that I think about it as an adult, I think she was just scared and she was upset. And for some reason, she thinks that I was trying to scare her in the forest or something like that. But no, I would never, like, I always paid attention to my friends. I always paid attention to the people around me. They're really, they really matter to me. And I was, I remember I was really a little bit upset myself that she would think that I would do something like that. And, but I never actually thought about it. I'm just like, oh yeah, she just got somebody else or something. She's like, oh, but it looks, it was you. It looks exactly like you. She's like, why didn't you just turn around or something like that? But you think that what she saw in the forest wasn't you? Yeah, I do think that because I would have turned around, but you know, it could be someone else, you know, who looks like me or Right. you know whatever because she didn't see the front of it so it was probably someone else that's what i'm thinking that's what i always told myself like oh it's someone else you saw like don't get upset at me about it or whatever but she kept saying it was me she was like really adamant on it and i was like i got it actually got to the point where i was upset with her that she would think that you know mm-hmm. <laughs> for me it was just silly yeah no i think that whatever you're seeing is very dark based on what you've told us, the crucifix, the mimicry. I mean, that's all very, very dark stuff. And yeah, I, I uh, it's freaking me out talking about it. But I think it's really important that you came on and told your story because there's other people out there that have experienced this too. Yeah. So thanks a lot for coming like- on and... You know, thanks for sharing your story. I think it's really going to mean a lot to a lot of people, and that's what we're all about. Thank you. I really hope it means something to someone and it helps them on understanding or connecting to something, you know?